Oh, yeah. Back here on Cheap Heat, it's Will Riggs and Tony Martin. We're bringing you the very best in professional wrestling talk each and every week right here on KFNY True Texas Radio from noon to 2. And right now on the phone, we have the greatness of Al Farad. Al, are you there, buddy? Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been a long time since I heard your beautiful voice. Man, I tell you what, dude. It's I tell people all the time, you don't you don't know travel fun until you've traveled with the greatness of Alpharat. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, I could share I out the you, video. I can't believe you're gonna bring that up right out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely, man. I had the video, and I'm gonna share it out. I'm putting it on our website. <laughs> Uh, I give up. You know, you know. I give up. I've been trying for years to try to, for you not to share it, but I give up. My hands are up in the air now. <laughs> Man, a, a lot of years you've been trying. Look, I held on to that for a good six years. Uh, Al is uh, <laughs> Al is a wonderful singer. I'm just going to tell you right now, and he loves him some Prince, and um, and he loves the Vogue as well. Evidently, as you can see in the video, I'll share that out later at KFN and oh True Texas God, Radio. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but Al, it's me and Tony Martin. We're here uh, at the KFNY studios here in downtown Forney, Texas, man. And uh, we were talking wrestling, and I was like, hey, we have a segment here. Let me shoot Al a text and see if he wants to jump on. So we're definitely glad uh, you're jumping on. You got all kinds of good stuff coming up, man. Tell us that you got uh, some pay-per-view stuff coming up. Yeah, absolutely I do. You know, we had a big show at the uh, Fire Lake Arena uh, this past year where we had uh, – Thing, and we had uh, the, the, uh, the Hardy Boys, we had Jeff Jarrett, we had Jerry the King Lawler, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, we had Moose, we had Abyss, we had a whole slew of superstars that uh, that came in. Absolutely, definitely the biggest, most star-studded show in the history of indie wrestling in Oklahoma. And, you know, IWR is a company that, I, that I'm, I'm very proud of because, uh, you know, we, we got the company started years ago with a gentleman by the name of Jerry Bostick and a few other of the IWR originals, which uh, I trained them. I trained a lot of those guys, uh, practically all of them. So I'm kind of like a father figure there, and, and those guys, I, I have a lot of love and respect for them. They're like my kids. We had our biggest show. We had it at, again, Fire Lake Arena on one day, and then the very next day we went to the Cox Convention Center. And Jim Ross, uh, you know, he, he was part of the shows, and, of course, he does the play-by-play on it. And uh, we got it on fight. TV on February 19th, pay-per-view for $9.99, so I hope you guys check it out, and I got a ton of other stuff, but uh, going back to the Prince thing, you know, yeah, I'm a huge fan, man, I'm still in mourning uh, about Prince being gone, but that was a really, really funny uh, thing that happened on a road trip, and uh, and for years, I know you kind of sat on it, didn't want to share it with anybody, <laughs> out of respect for me, but, but I you know what, it's all cool, it's all cool, I had a lot of fun, and it was, you know, I really miss being on the road with not only you but a lot of the different guys. Man, it was uh, in the, in that particular road trip. It was uh, me, you, and uh, Tim Storm, who was the current NWA Heavyweight Champion. He was the uh, sinister man with the camera phone in hand who took that footage. So uh, I just happened to have it. I saved it for years. And of course, Tom Donovan was on that road trip with us. That was the uh, that was a road trip that we worked those back to back shows up in Arkansas. It was Clarksville. Uh, and Fort Smith with the uh, the New Age Outlaws, and that was that was a fun time. I tell people all the time that creepy hotel, the old hotel that we stayed in, was probably oh the creepiest gosh. place I've ever stayed in in my entire life. Yeah, that that's true, and uh, you know it's funny because when I was uh, when I was doing uh, the voguing and singing along, 
I really was doing it to just get a laugh out of you guys. I had no idea he was recording me in the back. So when I saw, <laughs> when I turned around and saw he was recording me, oh man, it was just a big old uh, a laugh fest, you know. But uh, yeah, man, I miss those days with TCW. We really had something good going on. It's a shame it's not happening anymore. But Tim Storm, yeah, he was on that trip and current NWA champion. I just saw him uh, about two weeks ago at a show in Oklahoma City, a Lucha Libre show, and. Uh, and they asked me to manage him in his match against, uh, I, I don't recall the, the young man. Oh, yeah, Lucha Lacura. He's a big indie star out, out of out Florida. But So, yeah, he's doing well. I'm really proud of his success in the NWA. Man, I say he's the uh, Benjamin Button of professional wrestling because I've known the guy 16 years, and he looks 20 years younger today than he does the day I met him 16 years ago. Well, you know, here's what's funny. You know, he, he's we all have bucket lists. And, you know, in our lives, not just in professional wrestling, but part of his bucket list was to do something or to accomplish something really big and spectacular before he retired. Because you know, we're not young. You know, I, I, you know, if he, all of us are are, are, are approaching our, our our fifty. You know, I don't even know. If he might have already be there. I'm not he sure. Is. But, <laughs> yeah, but said. the thing is, the the thing is, when he told me the story about really wanting to to accomplish something really big like the NWA World Title, I was really happy for him because. It happened, and who? And it couldn't have happened to a better guy because Tim, genuinely, outside of the wrestling business, is such a sweetheart. Perhaps one of my dearest friends, really. Yeah, Tim is—he's uh, one of those guys. He would give you the shirt off his back, and you know, it was always what I remember the most is not the shows that we worked or all the names that we worked with and all the stuff that we did. What I remember the most about all those was the road trips with you guys and talking and the dinners after the shows and all the stuff that we did uh, together outside of the ring. Uh, you know, we, we traveled, I want to say almost every trip that we had to Arkansas, we all traveled together and it was always fun. But I will tell you this, anybody who wants to travel with Al Farad and Tim Storm, like it's fun until it's bedtime and then you better be the first one to sleep. Otherwise you might as well get your own room. Cause that's not going to work out for you very well. <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a lot of snoring going on and, and there always is. Man, you know, and the thing is, the thing is, we, we go back and forth, me and him, me and Tim, about, no, well, you snore a lot than I do. Oh, boo, you snore a lot. But the reality is, you know, we'll never know. <laughs> I well, there's, a few, there's a few times where I was awake where I thought he snored. I was listening to him, and I thought he snored louder than, louder than me and vice versa. <laughs> well, look, I can break the tie for you guys because I was in the same room with both of y'all, and it's both equally horrible. It's both equally horrible. It's both equally horrible. And what was funny is the other day, uh, a friend of mine was asking me about, you know, he's, oh man, I heard you used to do pro wrestling and stuff, and and so I I went onto my YouTube page, and there was a uh, there's a promo up there about when you took on Danny Saint, Forney resident, and uh, you know, right here in Forney, Texas, where we are, Danny Saint, and you cut a promo for Wreck the Halls. Uh, you know, obviously you were in, in your gimmick at the time. And, uh, I showed him this and he was like, man, do people hate him? I'm like, absolutely. It's the greatest, easiest heat in the history of the business is to play anything like that. And of course, one of our mentors, we always talk about is act and man act. Nobody did it better than act. Nobody, no. nobody did nope. it better. But he's like, man, I love this. I love this guy. And, and you know, Tony, who's here with me right now, he's being really quiet. Right. I'm just listening. So Tony, Tony and I talk about this. We love the, we love gimmicks. And I don't know if it's just one of our old school, you know, our old school brain working that way that we love. We love, you know, the Arab gimmick is great. You know, the, the Arab legend, Al Farad, 
is is known all around this parts of the land you know all, all through the south and southeast you know uh but we love those kind of gimmicks you know you, there's always you know like the you know tatanka was one of my favorites because he was like the indian a native american gimmick you know what i mean and those types yeah. of gimmicks i think resonate with different segments of the population and i think that's something that's missing from the mainstream products these days well, you know, it's it, it's a it's 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 a it's the nostalgia factor is what it is, right? Because uh, those guys in our age group, you know, we remember those gimmicks. You know, the reality is that that was the, in my opinion, the best the best era of professional wrestling. We remember the Russians and the and the Arabs and the Indians and stuff like that. And now add to that the fact that to be even compared and mentioned in the same sentence with that Barkley, we we all agree he was the absolute best. You know, uh, on the mic. And, and to be compared to him or to even be, in, in, you know, mentioned in the same sentence is such an honor. You know, so I, I carry that legacy with pride because, as you know, he gave me the, you know, he's the one that kind of Christian with that gimmick, you know. So I try to do it very, to the best of my ability, to honor him at every every chance I get. So um, there's all there's doing it out there, and I'm not going to sit here and put them on blast. But the reality is it's just, it's not only doing the gimmick, it's trying to do it as, as, as perfect as possible. You know, hitting the accents, hitting the notes. You have, you have to really study study it, and that's what I did. I studied the lingo, studied the accent, the words, and everything, and that's why it's so believable. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's kind of like when you were talking about the singing thing. You know, the reality is, if if, if you sing good, it's probably because you're a singer. You know, and right. and, and you know, you can relate to this because you're you're an incredible singer yourself. You know, oh, outside stop. of wrestling, outside <laughs> outside of wrestling, seriously, outside of wrestling, it's what we do. It, we, we're professional singers. I've got, I've got two Grammy nominations under my belt, for, and and I've got eleven albums working on number twelve. It's what we do, you know. It's now it's not in the same genre of music. It's not mainstream. It's more folk, Native American music. But right. the reality is, when you if you're going to do something, whether it's singing or an Arab gimmick or an Indian gimmick, unless you're legitimately one of them, study it and do it well because. It's believability factor that you have to put across you know what i mean yes and you know one of the things that we were talking about you know in our last time I mean, we were talking about old school world-class championship wrestling and my kids wanted to see something they want to see oh do you can you show us a show that you might have been at and i knew i was like i'll show you one that i was at and you know we talked it was world-class and it was the you know it was, uh, star wars 1982 at reunion arena it was the carrie von eric versus rick flair in the steel cage with uh, you know, Michael P.S. Hayes is the, you know, uh, special extra referee. And, and my I remember kids, that. It, man, I was there. I was eight years old, you know, so I don't, I wasn't like completely, you know, into it. But we were talking about the old school days. And, and you know, to me, one of the greatest factions of all time, obviously, Devastation oh, yeah. Incorporated. And you get to carry that as well because, you know, they, you know, there were members who were, you know, maybe smaller members or whatever on, but you were, you know, act managed you like to, to a T. I mean, he was like, look, this is, you know, this is the guy right here. And I remember act telling me that, that, you know, he loved managing you and that, you know, act, I was like sitting down with act because act, he'd be like, uh, will. And, uh, and he talked just like that. And people think I'm just joking <laughs> around, but I'm like, I get, kid you not. If you knew act, that's exactly how he talked. Well, yeah, but, you know, and I, and, and not only that, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Not no, only that, but, uh, but not only that, but I was fortunate enough, and you were fortunate enough. You know, we were all together. I want to say you were in the you were in the in, in the vicinity of this conversation. I know Tim Storm definitely was. We were all there when, after, you know, I was one of the very last ones he managed before he passed away on a full time basis, and and we were all there. Uh, Tim brought it up the other day. He goes, "I was there. I heard Akbar say it." 
you know, and it broke my heart because, I, you know, I remember when Akbar said, oh, you know, I tell everybody you're my nephew because I don't have anybody that's passing bloodline that's passing the legacy. And I always felt bad about that because I took on the name Alpha Lot in honor of Eddie Farhat, the original Sheik. Right. Had I known he felt that way, I would have, you know, I would have gladly been Gandar Akbar Jr. And right. you know what? He probably would have blessed me with it. You right. know what I mean? I do. But I, I do. didn't know. And, and it wasn't it wasn't until later on in life when he said that Tim Storm looked at me and I looked at Tim and I I I, I was I was blown away and and Tim always tells that story to people you know Akbar wanted Al to be his legitimate nephew and carry on but but this was like he told me that and you know like a year before his demise so. I always kicked myself in the ass for that, Will. You know, I really did. Well, there was, you know, and Ak was, he was very complimentary to people who treated the business well. And it's funny because, you know, Nigel Rabin, a really good friend of both of ours, actually. um, Yeah. Nigel, on the very first show that I ran as my own company, which was back in 2009, uh, and Ak was on the show, and we had like lights and lasers, and I mean, we did, it was like a full-on production and all this other stuff. And and Al, and, you know, Ak said it in front of the entire locker room, and it's fun to hear Nigel tell the story because Nigel's like, it was, it, you know, when when certain people talk, nobody listens, but when Ak talks, everybody listens. And you know, oh Ak, yeah, and Ak said, uh, everybody be quiet until Will something. And he told me like this is one of the the best independent productions he's seen in a long, long time since world class. And it, like that meant a lot to me because you know how much I love the business and how much I love to put on the best possible show I can. And I want everything to be perfect. And which is kind of one of my negatives as well, because I'm so, I, I, I tend to overthink a lot of stuff. Uh, you really or, do. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, jerk. No, I'm just kidding. I do. Not typically do. I say that because I say that because I bore, I, you know, I could say, that I I was I was there I was, I was witness to that I, I was part of one of your shows Rex Hall speaking of shows I I was there you know and I know for a fact that man you ran a tight ship you really but the thing is this kind of business man it can either make you or break you right and you're the type of person you're the type of person that you did overthink you wanted it you wanted it to be the best you know and and I'm just like you when it comes to that I I, I I'll be honest with you sometimes I can take criticism most of the times I can't. And but but we're perfectionists almost to a right. fault. So um, I know that had had all the stars been aligned right, and you and had you had the right financial backing, you probably would not only would still be in business, you'd be one of the most successful promoters because you knew you knew how to promote the product. You really did. I mean that video. I thinking you were talking about that promo I cut on Danny Saint. I remember that you you know you produced that. It looks awesome. You know what I mean? Right. You had an attention. You, you have an attention for detail. And that's a good thing to have, but it's it also it also can continue. You know what I mean? Do you remember the first match you ever worked for anything that I booked? Because I do, because Tony um, was a part of it. Was you know, it? to be honest with you, no, I don't. I, I don't. The fundraiser we did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For the little boy with cancer. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. And we did. Remember, we did the riot match, which is like our own Royal Rumble. Right. Yep. That I thought went exceptionally well yeah tony you actually have to talk for the microphone to work you don't have to tap you actually have to talk for them is it working is this thing working uh-huh. but that match to me i th- i i want to say it was the first time that it's ever been fully pulled off i think you know what i mean the because like, doing yeah. a rumble on an independent scale is not easy you know what i mean but we were no, doing yeah, it you're right and the thing is is the only reason i came up with the idea is because so many people volunteered to come and raise money and help 
out this you know this little boy who was you know had neuroblastoma cancer um that i was like you know what we can't have a match for everybody you know we just can't because there's too many people right but let's try this let's do a riot match and we'll do it you know we'll call it a riot match and it'll be like the royal rumble and we did it and it was awesome like i couldn't believe and a remember aj action jackson won right. that match and then he brought the little boy in and everybody was I like i thought the kid actually won no the, the kid did he eliminated yeah, aj the, yeah the kid won. Yeah, that was the a nice touch. That yeah. was a nice touch. And uh, and it, it went really well. We raised some good money for the for that family. And of course, the young young man we're talking about is, is long since passed on from uh, cancer. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like he touched everybody that was a part of that show. I really do. And you know, and you know, had, had that been in a better venue with a better company, with a better with with a better ring, because again, it was a lear- it was a learning process. It's still it's still. We still accomplished our goal, but had it been in a, in a in a better setting, I think it would have been even better. I think so because too. Uh, a lot, you know, because the, but the reality is, you know, you work with what you have. That's right. the reality, you know. So but, and that's but, what we did and, with that and, building. We did that with that what? building. That's what we did with that. Like that building was a, like a jump start for a lot of stuff, and that's yeah, actually exactly. where Act did his last match at. His last really? match was there in that same building. Uh, I think it was it a bull? Was it Manable? Bull? Yeah, Manable. Yeah, and I actually walked him out to that to that last match because he was just so uh, in such bad shape at that point. Well, and true story, right before, and Al's, Al's heard this story before, when I went and I had the meeting with the city of Ball Springs when I was working on getting the Ball Springs Rec Center, right. where we did a lot of good shows, and Al's was a part of those shows. Um, yeah. The day I was walking into, the no, the day before that meeting, uh, uh, Act called me that night before, and he said, uh, you know, he told me, good luck. You know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. Just let him know and go in there and be confident. And you got this. Make sure you call me when you leave. Let me know how it goes. And so I went in. I had the meeting. Got approval for the bill and everything. Called him. He didn't answer, so I left him a message, you know, because X always fond of calling you back. Right. And I didn't get another phone call. I didn't get a phone call back from him. And um, that night was the night I got the phone call that Ack had passed away. And, and you so, know, here's a, and, and and you know what's funny? You were the you do you know that you were the person that told me first, Will? Yeah, I remember calling you that night. I was so upset, and I called yeah. Al, and and it was, I mean, it was. If you don't know how much a person is loved through the business, his look, his funeral was in Wichita Falls, Texas, home of the now home of the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, and mm-hmm. that church in Wichita Falls was packed. Yeah. Front to oh, back, yeah, was. left to right. Danny Hodge was there. Jim Ross was there. I mean, dude, it was packed, and it was awesome because Act touched so many people through over over the years that it just made it. You know, it, anybody who was anybody that was any part of professional wrestling for a long, long time was in that building. Put him in Vince. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about that. Al Bold Eagle. <laughs> Here we go. I love that pick. That's a great picture of you, Al. Uh, that was many many moons and many pounds ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, I started uh, when I first started. I used to because I'm Native American, Hispanic, you know, and uh, and on my on my mom's side, uh, her great grandmother was actually had some Lebanese blood. On the island of Puerto Rico, there's a lot of Lebanese uh, Lebanese uh, influence. A lot of Moors went there in the, in the 15 and 1600s. So there is some Arabic uh, uh, influence amongst Puerto Rican people. And, um, but, um, when I first started, I didn't start as Al Farad. I started as Al Bold Eagle because she had a cousin named Robert Cortez 
who wrestled as Bobby Goldie. He had a school in New York City, and uh, and I joined his school, and he's the one that initially trained me. Then I went with Johnny Rods uh, on Front Street, the legendary uh, Gleason's Gym. So that's kind of how I started. But then, then, of course, I moved down south, and, and the rest is history. I started doing the... Because uh, I had retired a little bit because of my music, and then I met up with that, who I knew when I was doing the Dancing Wolf uh, Bold Eagle character. And that day I had walked in there with a goatee, and he said, you know, Al, you ought to do that, uh, that, that A-Rap gimmick. You know, I'll help you out there. And that's what I did. I started, I kind of like, that's I went home and thought I went home, thought about it, and here we are. And, you know, I never shared this with anybody. I was going to tell you, um, and I've been meaning to tell you this, Will. There was a there was a lady. She she's passed away. As a matter of fact, she got murdered somewhere in Dallas and was found in the, in the trunk yeah. of her Lisa car. Andrews. Lisa Andrews. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Lisa Andrews. Lisa Andrews was part of a. She was trying to run some shows in Dallas. She did run a show in, in Mesquite, actually. Yes. And um, but Lisa Andrews actually had a script. They were trying to put together a movie uh, about the Von Erichs. And I remember Kevin telling her because at that time I had already wrestled again. Kevin and his boys. You know, we did stuff for Kingston and different places. I remember him saying, I want Al to play Akbar. And that's got to be one of the highlights of my... And I never happened because she got murdered. And who knows if it would have ever happened. But the point is, can you imagine if they would have pulled that movie off and I would have had the opportunity to play my mentor, Akbar? That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Now, you know, every Monday night between now and I want to say the end of February, they're, you know, announcing people who should be in the in the WWE Hall of Fame. Obviously, Kevin and the Von Erich family is in the Hall of Fame. The Freebirds are in the Hall of Fame. To me, I mean, there's no, look, there's a, there's a list of managers that, that is very, very short that belong in the Hall of mm-hmm. Fame. Obviously, Act belongs in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I, I concur with you. Absolutely agree with you. Yes. Yes. I, I just think that he honestly uh, is to me one of, especially, I mean, because it wasn't just world class. People think, oh, well, you're just world class fan. I'm like, no, he was in Mid South. He was everywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, he did that everywhere. I mean, did, did he make his home in Garland, Texas? Absolutely. 100% he did. Uh, but the bottom line is he belongs in the in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, are you going to be a part of the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremonies this year? You know, I, I think I am. I, I went in there. I had never been into that Hall of Fame. And matter of fact, I know Johnny from, you know, from seeing him here and there, but we never had a conversation. Right. And I walked in there, and I walked in there one afternoon. I think it was on a Wednesday. I think I walked in there like it. It was almost it was almost 1 o'clock. Not, I, remember thinking, I remember thinking it's lunch hour. They may not be open, but they were open. And, you know, I was there till, till 4 in the afternoon. We visited and talked about all kinds of different things. And yeah. He wants, he wants me to help him put some shows together or wants me to try to talk to some casinos uh, right across the border, Kiowa Casino and Comanche Casino, right. trying to get some wrestling shows. And I'm going to I'm really going to help him out with that. But I'm, I'm working on trying to get him uh, Keith Jules Strongbow's war bonnet, Frankie. His real, his real name is Frankie Hill. And we go way back and. We talked about Akbar. I, I said, "Hey, I got a, I got Akbar's last turban. If you want, he legit, the one he legitimately used, the green one, because I gave it to him, and, uh, and he gave it right back to me when he got sick and said, said I, I want you to hold on to this.' And and I used it several times after he used it. So I offered to take it to to the uh, museum. But but we talked about about the uh, Hall of Fame induction 
ceremony that they're having, and I think they're going to have a show. Well, I think it's the shootout, then the induction, and then a show or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah I think I'm going to be part of it this year. Well, because, uh, you know, we went, you know, I took my family up to uh, New Mexico last, uh, this past summer. We went to Red River, New Mexico, which is absolutely beautiful. And on the way back, we went oh, yeah. through Wichita Falls because I had stuff that belonged to Chris Adams. That I was like, look, it's cool to say, hey, look, I own this. You know what I mean? But it's way mm-hmm. cooler to be able to donate it so that other people could enjoy it and have those memories. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. Uh, and there's one thing. Do you remember what I used to carry with me to every show? Uh, wow, you're putting me on the spot. The Macho King. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I, I still have it. People used to make fun of me because I had the Macho King. But when I look on that. On that, I were looking me and my girls because you know my girls love the business, you know, and they yeah. we were looking at the the Macho King and they were just like, Dad, do you realize how many Hall of Famers have signed this thing? And I'm like, Yeah, a bazillion people have signed this thing. It's awesome. Uh, so it's you know, it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those really cool cool deals that I have to be able to say, Hey, look, this is what we used to do in the past, and and then shows, and then uh, my kids found the video. Of the show, remember the show we did in Pine Bluff, Arkansas? We had the hacksaw and uh, yeah, and and Mr. Anderson berated Very me in the well, ring yeah. when he berated me in the ring. My kids found that yep. video and they thought it'd be fun to share that out. So I'm not the only one that's got gotten you know embarrassed by videos being leaked on the internet. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know, I'm in talks with the uh, museum now. Uh, I told Johnny we uh, we we just haven't gotten back together, but he said, yeah, I, I'd like to uh, showcase your wrestling boots, you know, with the curly toes. And yeah. Everything. So when I get, I, I'm really considering uh, letting him letting him have the first pair I ever had only because, you know, you want to leave something behind for people to see. And and sometimes you take for granted just how many people know who you are. Yeah, I didn't make it to WWE. Yes, I didn't make it to, you know, here and there. But with the advent of the internet, so many people watch indie wrestling. It's, it's, it's yeah. crazy how much they know about indie wrestling a- anymore nowadays, you know? And I, and, I, and I love that. That's why I love And, you know, that's kind of why we started doing this show is to let people know, hey, man, you know, there's an independent professional wrestling show within 30 minutes drive of anywhere you live. Any night, any 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 Friday or Saturday night, you can go see live professional wrestling anywhere around you. I mean, WWE superstars just pop up out of the ground. That doesn't happen. They actually train and work and, and work all these independent shows and get bigger and better. And, and, and that's how they become you know, uh, WWE superstars. They don't just jump up out of the ground. Uh, and one of those things that like, I, I want to offer, like I'm going to call uh, Johnny myself and be like, hey, man, I would love to not only do our radio show, Tony and I would love to go to Wichita Falls and do our radio show live uh, from the Hall wow. of Fame uh, Hall of Fame at the Big Blue there in Wichita Falls. I think it would be a fun, fun, fun to do the show there. I actually want to – you know what else would be fun? And I see – I wonder if anybody will let us do this. Since Since – Fans aren't allowed at the shootout. Right. Do you think they'd let us do the show live from the shootout and interview all the legends that come out on the well, air? Well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you that would be that would be amazing. I don't see I think why it'd be not. Cool. But that, I think it'd be awesome. You know what I mean? Well, and I'm also gonna tell Johnny I would love to uh, volunteer to uh, MC the Hall of Fame if they don't have somebody already, uh, you know, MC in the the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Hit him up because I don't think he does. It's in the talking stages right now. The, well, well, not the talking, the planification stage. The plan, the, the, what? Did you just say, did you say the planification stage? 
whatever, planification, <laughs> planning stages, you know what I mean. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm gonna start. I need you, listen, listen to me, you jabroni. I need you to understand I'm from Syria. I'm Arab. I don't speak English very well, you infidel. <laughs> well, maybe we could planificate that. Tony, yes. Tony. Yes, sir. Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. Okay. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray extra hard for you this Sunday at church. Poor thing. You're having to put up with that. Hurt. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dealing with Will. Hey, but hey, I've, I've been doing this for a long time with him, so uh, I, I deal with him on. a long time. <laughs> Look, you well, got let me, tell you, let me tell you, I'm, let me tell you, I'm going to go on record on the air telling you, you know, um, I really, 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 and I don't say this about a lot of people, and me and and, him, and he'll tell you, me and me and Will have had our uh, you know differences of opinions, and yeah, stuff, we but have. I really, really, really love Will, and I'm not just saying that to, I mean, I, 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 we were very close, you know, and we still are. When he wanted to come on board, you know, me and me and me and me and Tim were the ones that really pushed for it for TCW. You know, since day one, Will's always been good to me. Just uh, he's always had kind words, and I really, really, really love the guy. So, of course, I'm teasing you, but uh, you yeah. guys are doing a, you're, you guys are doing an awesome job. Keep up, keep up the good work, and I, I'd be happy to come on anytime you need me. Man, see, Alice, man, I love you too. Awesome. Hey, look, hey, look, and don't think it's weird for grow. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, it, and this is somebody asked me one time, Al. How what you tell another grown man you love him? Let me tell you something. When you're involved in the wrestling business and you go to funerals every year for somebody you've lost in the wrestling business. Yep. Let me tell you something. You learn very quickly to tell your friends that you travel with and stay with and work with that you love them because you don't know if that'll be the last time you see them again. And not only that, not only that, you develop you develop some friendships go farther than just become just being friends. You know, like some 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 of them develop into true you know true uh, almost kinship like brotherhood. Absolutely. Because because like true brothers. I mean, you should see how me and Tim have argued. Me and you, yeah. But, you know, like true, like true brothers, we get mad at each other, and then, and then a few months later, or a few weeks later, or sometimes even a day later, we get over it. Yeah, you know, because you re- because you remember how much you love that person, so you get over it. But yeah, you're right. Al and I, let me tell you something. Al and I got into it. We were, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it was about. Al and I got into it over immigration, and I don't have mm-hmm. a problem with immigration. I have a problem with illegal immigration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and I made an offhand comment that was not very on Facebook. That was. Not, I probably could have worded it differently. Right. That it that pissed Al off, and well, Al called well, me what, at the radio station, and we had a discussion about it. Well, wasn't one of Al's uh, tag team partners at one time named Thomas Trump? Yeah, yeah. Thomas <laughs> Trump, that, that was. I, <laughs> you know, hey, wait a minute, was, Tom, You don't know how many times I've caught hell because of that recently in the past month. I can't even begin to tell you how many people bring that up. Well, at least at least you had a feud with him too. I mean, at one point y'all turned against each other too, right? So you yeah, got that going true. for you. But, <laughs> but you got you got you you got to understand it. The the thing is, in the past few weeks and months of the whole Trump thing, and I'm not I don't go into politics at all. But but what I'm trying to say is that um in the past few months, it's just it's weird to hear people that you think are you like really close to you that that, that love you and they know and they know you're a minority and they're talking about. You're all people, you know what I mean. Right. So I tend to get, I tend to get a little bit out of shape, but really, you know, uh, uh, it's not a big deal. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinions and stuff like that. But outside of politics and religion, I really, really do love every single one of the people that I say I love. I'm genuine in that, and and uh, you know, life's too short to bicker about the small, you know, crap. You know what I mean? I agree. Now, let me, before I let you go, Al, I do have to ask you, how's your beautiful yeah. wife, Randy, man? 
She doing oh good? my God! You know, you're not going to believe this. You know, I'm a big guy, and of course, you know, I'm attracted to big girls. She's she's a big girl, you know, and and uh, so I always thought she was beautiful. But she, um, we got to the point to where we got really, really unhealthy. I I tipped the scales at three o three, and then she got up to about three eleven, and and we said, okay, that's it, we're done, and we decided to kind of get. Of course, she's a little more strict than I am, but we decided to get on a on a healthy lifestyle kick, and and uh, and and it, it it went from just being a kick to now a complete full full fledged lifestyle. She's lost over a hundred pounds. You see her, you wouldn't believe her. Man, that's wow. see to you me that's awesome. If you saw her because that it, is cool. It's what's really funny is I was showing people a video of my very first show I ran, and my buddy looked at the screen and he looked at me. He goes, "Who's that?" I said, "That's me, fool." He's like. And, that is not and, you, and dude. And I'm like, yeah, totally yeah. me. And, that, and, and, that, and that's the reason why I'm bring, I bring it up because I know your story. I know what you yeah. do. You two were, you know. And let me tell you, I think she's had 100. Will, she's had about 127 pounds so far lost. Man, that's great. That's a pretty, that's a person. That's a whole person. Yes, you know? that's a, dude, I've lost 140, so I know. I, yeah, it's a whole person. And <laughs> and I will, my advice, and it's, you can tell Randy that I said this, my advice, go to the chiropractor now. Because when your body has carried that much weight, excessive weight for so long, your body gets so out of whack. And what will start happening is that, that it's your skeleton had to, your, you know, your, your frame had to adjust to carry it. And it, she's out of whack. I promise you she is. She'll probably she'll go oh, to the chiropractor wow. and feel so much better. I, I had to start going uh, just because my body yeah, was gonna, so out of whack. I, I'm going to tell her that because coincidentally she's been complaining about my knees hurt. My knees and her hip. Hurt. Does her and hips that, hurt that's too? That's what it was. Yep. I'll be darned. There you go. I'll definitely tell her that. Yep, that's it, man. Well, Al, buddy, we appreciate your time, man, and I, I can't wait to talk to you soon. And we need to we need to get together soon, man. I know you come through Dallas on occasion, and uh, definitely, if I don't see you between now and then, we'll see you at the uh, at the shootout uh, and the Hall of Fame ceremony. So we'll definitely do that, and that's coming up in May. Of course, we'll have plenty of information out on on that on our uh, Facebook page because we want people to, you know, tune in and listen to. Uh, because fans, by the way, hope I don't want to break your heart. Fans, you're not allowed at the at the shootout. That's for business guys to catch up and hug and shake hands and and uh, and tell stories. Man, that's one of my favorite parts of the shootout. Well, you know, uh, my kids live in the Dallas area. My three kids, so uh, uh, and my my nephew moved there with his wife. So yeah, the next time I go through there, uh, I'll I'll hit you up. Maybe we can do lunch or something. Absolutely, but, man. But be, be, before I leave, I want to first of all thank you and Tony for having me on and. I want to plug a few shows. Go ahead. Um, we've got um, we've got uh, March 18th at the Sugar Creek Casino here in Hinton, Oklahoma. I'll be taking on once again Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the main event. Ho! And then, uh, yeah, there you go. And then April 8th, April 8th, I will be in uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, for BCW. Uh, I'm taking on Texas' uh, very own Chick Kixon, who's making a, a, a return to the professional wrestling business. Did you just say Chick Kixon? As a matter of fact, you say Chick Kixon. Yeah, he's coming. He's making Get a Get out of town. We were just. Isn't that the guy we were just talking about earlier? No, no Chick Donovan. Oh, I was fixing. Good Lord, isn't no. that the guy we were just talking about? <laughs> we talked about Johnny Rods too. Yeah, we did so, talk about Johnny Rods did before. You really? Yes, yes. yes. And then, and then, don't forget February nineteenth on the Fight TV Network, uh, IWR pay per view for nine ninety nine. You'll see. You'll see all the huge stars of, of, that we had uh, at that show. And also, I'll be in Sherman, Texas. For, uh, it's no longer NWA Texoma. They're just now Texoma, Texoma Pro. Pride Wrestling. Yep. And then there's another company. When are you going to be at Texoma Bonham, Pro? Texas. Yeah. When are you going to be there? Company in, yeah, there's another company in Bonham, Texas that just called me a, 
it's under new leadership. Uh, Shane Bennett, a, a guy that I that I trained, he um, he just booked me for about six shows in a row starting in October. So I'll be in the, in the Dallas area here uh, several times in 2017. But brother, I love you. Thank you for having me on, and I look forward to us talking again. Absolutely. And let me tell you something, all you infidels. Take all the pictures and hot shots Jim Duggan you want because the very last time we wrestle. I did not finish the job, but this time, I take it, Huckstar Jim Duggan, you will go down, and I will fuck you up. <laughs> that is Al Farat, everyone, and uh, he was taking on... Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's going to be an IWR pay-per-view February 19th on Fight TV. Get your subscription in now and go check that out.